you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast. With the small talk. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I come to you from a virtual room filled with some heroes. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, I got some developing news. Ooh. Developing news. Right out the gate. I'm waiting for some sound effects. Oh, here we go. Love this song. You know, it's been a while since the Around the NFL podcast has been recognized in the market. The rec- recognition has arrived in a big spot. Run that again, Ricky. We want that. We we want that underneath. We want a long bed of the developing news from NBC with Tom Brokaw. The Synopsis Sports Media Awards 2021. We are nominated. Best podcast series. How about that? How about that? Well, it's deserved. It's overdue. Um, and if anything, we go in with a bit of a chip on our shoulder because this should have been like our, you know, we're, we should be collecting rings and Mm. it's taken about, um, almost a decade for this to materialize, but I can appreciate it. And Huddle and Flow got, um, nominated as well. Steve Weiss, Jim Trotter for the best new podcast category, I believe. Let's take it. Let's take it all. That's a category we are familiar with. We were best new podcast in the sports division for Apple podcasts. Way back in 2013, but now, Greg, now it's best podcast series. And here's who we're up against. Digging up the past with Christopher Russo, the mad dog himself, Sirius XM. Golf's subpar. Yeah, subpar is right. Golf.com. Heavy media inside. The only I, I only throw shade at the random golf podcast. Heavy metals inside the Carolee Gymnastics Empire. It's ESPN. And WWE, the new day, feel the power. That's not even a real sport. Should not be in our category. <laughs> Let's fly. Wait, what? <laughs> I um, I'm really looking forward to the award ceremony. That'll be fun. Um, <laughs> like, are we going out for the synopsis, the big synopsis award? The synopsis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. It's been too long. I I used to. I like to think of us as kind of the um, like the two and a half men of the podcast. You know, realm. It's like. Not really critically popular, but hugely successful, like major ratings. Like we don't really get respect um, from our colleagues, but we just deliver huge numbers at like 8 p.m. on CBS. You know, that's us. Kind of like this is nice. It's a nice change of pace. Show Jackass or something like we are appealing (laughs) heavily to a certain Set, subset. Of I people. couldn't. I couldn't think of that other one where they're scientists. That's what I was really going for. Um, uh, but, no, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. I don't know where the, the jackass. That that's different, Mark. But <laughs> I I know I know what you're saying, Greg. It's like kind of like the 
TV shows I never, ever, ever want to watch in my entire life. So if that's who we are in this in the podcast game, it's kind of a rough sitch in a big spot for our show. But, uh, you know, some people say, oh, it's just an honor to be nominated. Screw that. No, we don't win. I'm burning this mother down. OK, OK. All this equipment here that the NFL has provided, it's all going up in flames. No, you have to go in with an axe of fire. And we have a there's a certain element of fury to us at this point. Again, we should be winning our sixth or seventh um, through, uh, on multiple platforms, this this venue, but others as well. So uh, we are taking no prisoners this time. <laughs> Get a stern email from Rog. He's like, hey, bro, I heard you burned all the equipment. You owe us $29,000 and you're fired. And I'm like, uh, did you see we got snubbed by the Synops? <laughs> He'd understand. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, I see. Give me a, he would dap me and hug me. So... Today's show, good one. It, it happens every year. Now that we're in the, is this the third wave of free agency yet, Greg? Is that where do you when do you graduate from second wave to third wave of free agency? I think this is it. When there's essentially only one or two minor moves a day, it's it's died off. We're into the third wave. Okay, so now that we're in the third wave of free agency, and we're you know the calendar just turned over to April, that's time for the gray beards. Yes, the collection of in some people's minds, over the hill gang. Players who were once um, highly sought after and useful players who have yet to find a home, and they do find a home with my team, the Greybeards. And we will uh, unveil... Well, I wouldn't say we'll unveil the roster because what I'm really... The article doesn't go up till Monday. It was going to be Friday, now it's Monday. I just learned. So it's kind of a workshop sesh here uh, and. uh and we have a special guest that I'll get to a little bit later that's going to help me put together the gray beards uh, because I, it's very open. It's very important, Mark, in this process uh, to not play hero ball when you're putting together the roster. You should listen to other voices and a lot of things in life. It's smart to hear what other people have to say. And the gray beards are no exception. Well, it's a collaboration. Um, and I'm, I'm well, certain... I want to go that far. I want to go well, that far. It's my I show. Mean, I'm okay. a star. OK, but. I want to use your brain, that big old brain in the Sessler skull. But if we if we are spending our time uh, <laughs> contributing and building your article, I'm certain that the byline would at least include like a big investigative report. You know, there's multiple reporters. Oh, you want or byline at least at credit. The, well, at least at the bottom, we'll say something like Greg Rosenthal contributed to this article. Mark Sessler mm. and our special guest. If not, then I would mm. have some questions about the ethical nature of your uh, your work, your project. All right, how about I make a deal? At the end of the segment on today's show, if I feel that you have contributed in a truly meaningful way, you're getting that tagline. No, Same that's, goes for that's, you, Greg. That's good. Let's, and you can announce those results at the end. I'm well, I already know how it. this will go. <laughs> All right, so anyway, the Greybeard's a little later in the show. Before that, though, and good luck, uh, boys, with the sign-ops. Um, I think we've earned this one. It's been a while. 2013, we got the trophy from Apple. That was a big win. Don't know where that trophy is, by the way. Uh, Only 20, adding to our fury. 2015, we won the Stitcher. It was stolen by our own producer. Um, so that one's gone. If we win a sign-up, it is going in the new NFL Network studio behind a piece of glass, baby. And a lock. We're going to lock that up. <laughs> Let's hit the news. <laughs> If I go home and say I'm going to do it, it'll be like, don't do it. If I post, it'll be don't do it. If I talk to my friends, it'll be don't do it. If I talk to my business partner, it'll be like, don't do it. But 
I gotta do what I want to do for myself now, you know? You're the only one who knows. No, we're just gonna show them. And you're the best at this, so that's why I'm here. Look, listen. I love it, holy Oh my goodness, he did it. Michael Strahan filled in the gap. And I, I mean, so many thoughts on this, Mark. I'm curious, so that, what you just heard there was a video uh, Strahan put up on his social media platforms. It was probably on Access Hollywood or something as well. I don't know the source on it. Uh, but he was in a cosmetic uh, dentistry chair. And that iconic gap between his two front teeth has been sealed off. And now he has gleaming pearly whites. Uh, your thoughts? Well, I mean, you know, different bodies, different needs. Uh, he has the right to do what he wants to do with his, with his look. Um, his vibe, and he, he was a handsome man. He's a very handsome man uh, now. Um, he's a television, he's bordering into the, the worlds of lower iconic television presenter slash host guy. So, you know, there's mm. probably some. Put that some, on your resume. Lower well, I don't know, iconic Well, I was going to say icon, guy. but that feels, that feels heavy. But I, you know what? Like, um, I mean, we all, we go like to the dentist. Who's meeting at the lower icon meetings? Like, who else is a lower icon? It's I like, hey, Rachel you. Ray's here. No, she's just an icon. She's an icon, I say. His I, choice, I think, his body. Sorry, I, sorry, you, Mark. You kind of nailed no. that one. I think Rachel Ray is right in that group. Go ahead. <laughs> I have no further thoughts. I, again, sorry. it's his freedom to do as he wishes with his mm. physical being. I know you well, had some theories, Dan. No, I had a couple. I mean, first of all, everyone wants to kill him for it. He obviously, it was something that he felt, you know, would make him feel better about himself. Let's start there. And so to me, that's fine because I don't think, uh, obviously, um, that is something uh, probably he had issues with as a child. And maybe, who knows, maybe he's been teased in his life. And then it became something he was famous for. And maybe he still wasn't comfortable with it. My other thought on the matter is I wonder if, and now I'm going to take it to, more to the New York sports realm. He's not the only famous New York athlete to do this this spring. Aaron Judge, um, the star right fielder for the Yankees, um, had a gap between his teeth, too. And I remember going to a Yankee game uh, two summers ago before the pandemic, and I was with my cousin Matt, and I pointed at a, a big photo of Aaron Judge um, at a train station. I said, you know, that gap between his teeth, that might be the only thing separating him from being the most marketable star in New York which you, you're calling me shallow, but I'm talking about marketing because he's already a good-looking guy. And my cousin Matt said, well, that, you know, because my cousin has a little bit of a gap too. And my cousin was like, well, that was the thing that I really, you know, I always thought that was cool that he had it too and he was like me. Mm. So Judge gets it filled in. And I wonder if Strahan sees Judge do it. And he's like, well, if Judge did it, why can't I do it? And maybe you say he gives away a little of his identity, perhaps, but I guess it made the man happy. And well, I, now I'm worried about your cousin. I mean, he just <laughs> lost like the two pillars of the gap tooth. He's a big Giants fan too. In one in one week, it's not been a it's not a good week Tough for the gap tooth community. I my immediate thought was, did he finally get an offer he couldn't refuse? Because this is all just a commercial. It wasn't it wasn't made from Access Hollywood. It was it was a commercial made for that dentist, and it and it was kind of like a somewhat cheaply made but it was like a social media commercial ultimately and just imagine the offers that mike strahan has gotten over the years from cosmetic dentists in the new york area over the last 20 years he said he said no to all of them how much you know money did michael strahan get paid to fix his teeth 
what an American dream. I would like I would like some free dental care, much less getting paid for it. I mean that that was that could not have been a low price. I I imagine he got paid an extreme amount of money to do that, and uh, you know he maybe feels a little better about himself too. Obviously, that's that's a big factor. I think well, you're onto something there, Greg. I mean, we did. This well, it is. It was me. an ad. It was a paid right. advertisement. It, I, w- I would guess he got millions of dollars for that from that from that uh, cosmetic dentist. Dude. It reminds me of when we went to a, a media summit, um, an NFL Network media summit, um, a couple years back, and uh, one very famous NFL figure who was notoriously bald for an, a long time suddenly had a full um, <laughs> right. head of very <laughs> youthful hair. And I, I'm sure that, that I mean, it was, was on TV. We can say it was Dion. It, he came on TV and it was a big plot line Dion. that year for him. Yeah. And I was literally sitting next to Dion at that summit, which in its own right was um, interesting. He was like, but oh, was hey, like, Mark, what's up, bro? No, he had no idea. He, he, he didn't. He was like, why is this like um, tech advisor sitting next to me during this thing? But he but I could not figure out why he looks so strikingly different to me for the first half of the day. And then I realized that then. He has somehow suddenly grown an entire head of hair. So the things you can do now, there are some things that people do um, cosmetically, and you know, Dan and I discuss this that we do not agree with. But I agree with some of these other things. When Dion got his hair done, it wasn't just um, you know a little patch up. You know, as as Wes was known to say, it wasn't like it wasn't just filling in the power alleys. You know, or he wasn't taking care of a crop circle in the back. He showed up and he was 17 years old again from the forehead up. And I remember being legitimately, you know, blown away by the whole thing. But it's, it's kind know. of a dream, though. Like, imagine you you have to get to a there's certain levels. I, I would say Strahan is just icon at this point. You know, he, uh, there are certain and Dion would be, too. Once you get to a certain status, what a what a dream that you can get paid in a you know, incredible amounts of money for your own self-improvement, things that you would normally just have to pay, a, you know, a lot for to improve. That's what they like, say. When you get rich and famous, that's when you start getting everything for free, you know, when you don't really necessarily need things at the same level. Well, that's something to aspire to, boys. All right, <laughs> let's do some news. Whenever our guest shows up, by the way, throw him in the room, Ricky. Yeah, let's I mean, I've got a little chip from playing hockey when I was 10, so hit me up. Dentist, the bad boy of Western there. Massachusetts, Give it the me. enforcer on the ice, Greg Rosenthal. You mess with my winger, send Greg. It's because I was bad at skating. You know, was that in a rink or like on an actual? If you're a real tough guy, you do it on a. No, real it was on a pond. pond. I barely well, played on a rink. I did not last. Uh, by that, I, I did a little bit of a rink and was like, check please. Uh, but I did some pond <laughs> hockey. The Seahawks Seahawks have signed Tyler Lockett to a four-year, $69.2 million contract extension. 37 of that million is guaranteed. So there you have it. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, locked in. Uh, Lockett will be 29 uh, this season in September. Uh, He went over 100 catches for the first time this year, uh, but he wasn't the same playmaker in terms of yards per catch. That kind of went over to the DK Metcalf side of things. Um, Greg, I guess you can make the case this is a steep price to pay uh, for Tyler Lockett, especially as we've talked about. This is a team that has a lot of uh, financial decisions to make. But when you have Lockett and DK together, if you're looking for a rock solid uh, one-two punch at wide receiver, there are a few that uh, can touch that group, uh, that pair, I believe. 
yeah, over 180 catches and 18 touchdowns too for a little guy over the last two years combined. I've always thought he's way better than his numbers. He's one of the most fun players to watch. So it's one of those times that, yeah, sure, they paid a premium. I mean, he's getting, he got as much guaranteed almost as Kenny Galladay. He got really top money. But I always thought his numbers were artificially held down in Seattle. And his just quality of play, how unique a player he is, was really valuable. And he could have had, if he was on the Chiefs or some team like that, his numbers would be even better. And he also just seems like an affable guy. So it's, you know, you're always happy to see those guys get paid. I, I guess like the question I'd have is just what kind of offense Seattle will be. Um, the, the let Russ cook era is, is over and it, it, it ended during the middle of last year. I mean, there's that nugget that he Lockett was the number one fantasy football receiver um, through week eight and finished as the 24th because the offense Whoa. completely changed its identity. So it, there are like overt um, mysterious questions about what they'll be come September. I think they're going to go back to being more run heavy, more balanced. Well, it depends though. It depends if they see Russell Wilson as a guy that they have to keep happy now and uh, play ball with a little bit and change the offense in a way that makes Pete Carroll a little uncomfortable, but also keeps the star quarterback happy. That that's Seattle. It's kind of a bit of a fascinating uh, science experiment all of a sudden going on in that building. But uh, they literally fired or parted ways with the coordinator that was all about and open to let Russ cook. I, I just right, but thought, they they hired a guy that Russ, you know, did. Ha- I always thought that's gotten lost in the shuffle here. That he helped interview Shane Waldron, the Rams coordinator. But the Rams do like to run the ball as kind of the foundation of their offense. So yeah. so. So we'll see. But I uh, like if if a guy like Lockett's not going to get paid, who is going to get paid? It lowers their cap. Like he is a homegrown guy. He's he's timed his uh, stay in Seattle poorly, though. He got there right after the Super Bowl appearances. So it's like he, you know, get Lockett into a Super Bowl. Mm, That's fair. In other news, the NFL owners approved the expansion of the regular season to 17 games on Tuesday. Uh, This was long expected. We knew that was coming down and now it is. Uh, the player has agreed to this additional game as part of the collective, bar- collective bargaining agreement that was agreed to last spring. Uh, so it goes into effect starting in 2021. The season will begin on Thursday night, September 9th. The Bucks will be prominently involved. The Pro Bowl now is the game that takes place on the first Sunday in February. Pinch yourself. And the Super Bowl here in Los Angeles will take place one week later, February 13th, 2022. And, uh, I mean, I couldn't think of a better news item uh, to welcome in uh, one of the great minds um, in football writing. He is a former bricklayer for Roto World and now one of the bosses that established the run. You know who it is. The Big Fish, Evan Silva. Buddy, what's up? And also, uh, this, has got to, this is rocking the fantasy world. I mean, a 14-week regular season? Marron. It's it's a big deal. It's a big deal in real life and in fantasy football. I think that a nice compromise would have been to add an extra bye week to each team, and, and you know that that would have expanded the the regular season even further and made and further made the the billionaire owners even richer. Um, and it would have also um, you know been a compromise that might have benefited the players for you know the for the the, the way that it impacts their bodies, and it would have taken a little bit of a load off my plate too because I love the bye weeks and the way that they affect my, my schedule uh, week to week. But there, there's been seemingly no discussion of adding an additional bye week 
But um, hey, you know, big big win for the owners, and you know, they're, they're the rich get richer. Go America. <laughs> uh, yeah, never don't talk to Silva the week that the bye weeks uh, run out. That's Evan Silva's least favorite week of the year. <laughs> like when you when you have those two less games uh, to to cover, to prepare for, to watch during the week. Uh, to rank, it's like life is great in in fantasy land, and then they come they come back in week twelve or thirteen, whatever it is, and it's it's full slate. And Silva's just like, leave me alone. Don't talk. <laughs> That's to exactly me. right. De- December is is just hell month. Well, you know, you you could have a, a job outside of fantasy and actually work during January and that's February true. and like that's go true. straight through the Super Bowl, which now, yeah, it's that's the biggest change. I, we've been doing this all a long time. And so just that big of an adjustment that we're going to go through uh, mid-February is uh, will be different. I just want to know how it changes the rest of the offseason. Like, does it? How it changes the preseason? The Hall of Fame game I did check is scheduled on a certain day. But are they pushing the preseason, which is now three weeks back a week? Or is there going to be an empty week uh, before the regular season starts? That makes more sense to me personally. And are they going to push back the combine and free agency? Because if they don't, it, that stuff, they it already felt like it comes up quick. You basically, It's basically two weeks to the combine. If it's one week to the combine, like that is a, a different feel to the offseason. They haven't announced that stuff, though, so we don't know yet. I would ask you, Evan, though, like from a, what, from a fantasy angle, what was the first thing you thought beyond your own scheduling? Like strategy-wise, does it change anything at all strategy-wise? You're just adding one week of a regular season play. Right, and we, we, kinda, we knew that it was coming, um, but then it became official, and now I, I, don't, I honestly I don't know. You know who's going to make the, the decisions uh, regarding that are going to be like the big corporations that run the, the actual fantasy provider sites like ESPN and Yahoo. Um, and you know FFPC, and the, that's going to be who makes those decisions, not not the fantasy analysts. The fantasy analysts are just going to have to roll with the punches. Very interesting to see how it all plays out. And um, I'm a little annoyed. I this is something that I didn't really think about until this week. But yeah, it does change person, you know, records for the NFL going forward. And it's it's not the same in the NFL as it is in other sports in terms of single season record. But you know. Derrick Henry is an example. He was the eighth player to ever run for 2,000. 2,000 yards isn't just, it's not going to be the same anymore because we've seen plenty of guys, well, maybe not plenty, but, you know, run for 1,800 yards and 16. It's, you're going to see more, more like that. But the one that really annoys me, Silva, and I know you're one of your, your curmudgeon and, and we love you for it, but this is what gets me fired up. That damn Michael Strahan record, the sack record. We talked about him earlier. He got his teeth done. I'm fine with that. I'll never be fine with uh, Brett Fard sliding, sliding his feet. And that record now stands forever in a 16-game season. Nobody could break it. You had 20 years, NFL, to wipe that record away, and you couldn't do it, and I'll never forgive you. Just like I've always thought with the Jets. If I, if, if I go my whole life and my, I never get to watch a Super Bowl with my dad, I will never forgive the Jets, and the clock's ticking. I will never forgive all the defensive ends uh, <laughs> blaming the them league, that that were unable to get the sack record away from Strahan's grasp that's an expansive bounty list all the defensive ends <laughs> in edge rushers out there it's thousands of humans but what if and when they do break it no one's gonna put an asterisk on it i mean i i've seen a lot of stuff this week too it's like well maybe change it to per game records and it's you know watering down these records 
that basically ignores everything that happens in the NFL before 1978. Every generation is going to get this. Like, no one's cared when you've broken the record, rushing records when they were set before 78 or passing records. No one ever is like, well, they did that in 14 games. Sometimes they mention it, but it doesn't no really one. Ch- I'm saying no it doesn't really change ever. anything. No right. one, n- no one was news. giving a big asterisk about Drew Brees all this time because he got to play way more games than everyone. Developing news. Uh-oh. Greg says something doesn't really matter. <laughs> I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but tell me about it. What, does anyone bring that up? When they, when they were saying the Ravens are the greatest rushing team of all time, they, they would give a little pop to the, who was it, the Bills or the Patriots? I think it was the Patriots back in the 70s. But, no, like, ultimately no one gave it an asterisk that it was done in 14 games. People would be fine. I just wanted to recall the, that year that Shaq Barrett almost broke the sack record and uh, Sessler predicted that he would finish with, like, four sacks. Well, you know, there is no end to the things that I've been slightly or vastly incorrect about, but that stands out as one of the shinier mistakes verbally Um, I've made. In other news, Washington football team coach Ron Rivera said, Ryan, by the way, I'm sorry to keep on getting sidetracked here. It's really dark, but I have cornhole on ESPN2 DVR'd from last summer, and I had saved it because I wanted to watch it with my aforementioned old man, Keith, who was in town. They just flew out, Keith and Deb, back to New York today. And um, in the ticker for this cornhole event that, that I saved on my DVR for a year, um, it said, it was talking about the name change of the Washington football team, and it said that Rivera, Ron Rivera, and Daniel Snyder said they are very close on a name, and they are ready, uh, getting close to announcing the name. They hope to have it ready for 2021 or 2020. So now they never did that, and now they're not going to have it for 2021 either. They said now they're pushing back to 2022. A little bit weird. So they had a name. They were ready to roll with, and then they pulled the reins back. Maybe you guys are onto something here that they're into WFT. I don't know. I think they are into WFT. Uh, more like WTF. Um, Ron nailed it. Ron Rivera said Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> will open camp as the number one cornerback, but, quote, there will be a competition. Who will be competing Mr. Silva with Ryan Fitzpatrick. They better not pull the rug out on this man. I want to see him start 14 to 17 games this year. Well, you know, Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen followed Scott Turner from Carolina and Taylor Heineke played pretty well in that, um, the playoff loss to, to Tampa Bay kind of, you know, gave themselves and, and they, they signed him to an extension after the season. But I mean, this is going to be the Ryan Fitzpatrick show. This is just, you know, classic coach speak. He said he really regretted not having the competition he wanted last year for Rivera, that he is sort of a fait accompli for Dwayne Haskins winning the job, and that was a mistake, and that he wants to do a real competition. Can you imagine a worse guy behind you? If you're Taylor Heineke, who I think is an interesting prospect, but you're going to go through the storm with him to some degree, and you've got Ryan Fitzpatrick on the bench. I mean, it just is It's an unpleasant um, scenario because the fans are going to be going nuts for the bearded man. You think that's unpleasant? When you see that what the gray beards' choices are at quarterback uh, for 2021, you're going to be um, vomiting wildly. Um, anyway, Mark, you have been going nuts lately. I mean, in general, I've never seen you in a more professional place than you are right now. Between all the camera stuff that you're fired up about, working with people behind the scenes to give us the best look. Uh, for our television show. On top of that, every time we get a, a text from Mark now, it's like, oh, I've been watching NFL Network. There's some interesting things going on here. I've been reading this. You are very plugged in right now, Mark. And uh, the pro days 
You've been watching those, so we want to now move out of the way. Everybody step aside. Mark, your thoughts. Break down the Justin Fields and Mac Jones Pro Days, please. Well, the table has been set in a way where I'm going to disappoint, but um, I watched them le- to, to, in, a, in a leisurely fashion, um, and I, I, my text to you guys watching Mac Jones was, am I supposed to be blown away by this guy? And, you know, Evan, we are not big college football observers, so it's like, I, you know, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup a week ago, but now I understand a little bit more about him. And I mean, my takeaway from the Mac Jones thing is that he whiffed on that one deep ball. Um, and, it, and this is a sterile setting. He whiffs on the deep ball and immediately Twitter's going crazy with Kyle Shanahan, who, you know, flew there very with the buzzes from from Schefter, from Daniel Jeremiah, from Ian, that the, it would not be a surprise if they go Mac Jones at number three. So he goes to the pro day, which is an unusual move for Shanahan. And they capture his look after he whiffs on that deep ball. And it was just like, ooh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And they also had one of Belichick as well, looking a little bit mystified. So um, to me, I like what Daniel Jeremiah said. It was kind of like going to a driving range. And you're watching Mac Jones work on a short game. But then you go see Justin Fields, and he is just dropping bombs. And I, I think we can all tell when you watch someone throw who has that special gift and I get it, it's a pro day, and I'm, I'll never forget the way that Wes viewed pro days in general, just sort of said, throw this thing, you know, it is what it is, and it's, let's not overhype it, but he looked beautiful throwing the ball. I thought he did a wonderful job. Also, Mac Jones has, like, my body, um, like, he has a belly. It's like, please, and, like, Fields <laughs> looks like a Justin Fields can run me. a little bit, too. Uh, he had a 4 4 4 40. That's how he started it. Then he's throwing right. bombs all over the field. And there was one thing, because I have to be honest with all the stuff that's happened in our lives um, since the Super Bowl, that I have been a little burnt out. I've just kind of been looking for that spark to kind of get, get the engine going, okay? And S- Daniel Jeremiah had a comment at the end of Fields Pro Day that said, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, just enjoy this. It's like watching an NBA slam dunk competition. It's a pro day. We get it. It's not in um, a hostile environment. But if you can't watch Justin Fields throwing those passes, and if you can't enjoy it, you got to check yourself out the door. And it honestly was this thing that kind of a light that broke through and made me just enjoy the experience of watching this incredible athlete throwing these passes. I think he's going to be an incredibly fascinating prospect. That's my comments. Mm. What do you think, Sylvie? You've been a draft Nick a long time. Is Mark um, taking your corner? No, I think that he had an excellent breakdown of, of the situations across the board. It, it, it still strains belief to me at the end of the day that the 49ers would surrender what they did, which amounts to three first-round picks and a third-round pick to go draft Mac Jones ahead of Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Because Justin Fields, I mean, I think Mac Jones might be a solid quarterback. You know, I think maybe he's a little bit better than Andy Dalton, potentially. Um, But Justin Fields and and Trey Lance are just on different tiers uh, when it comes to all-around skill set. And we've we've seen the way that the NFL has been moving, trending over the last five, ten years. And what Justin Fields and Trey Lance bring to the table, I think, is clearly superior than what what Mac Jones has in his toolbox. And now we hear, you know, the 49ers potentially – keeping Jimmy Garoppolo, which they can technically afford to do. Um, And then he would be the Alex Smith table setter, you know, the bridge. And then Justin Fields or Trey Lance would be the the Patrick Mahomes to come in and, and get them to the, to the mountaintop. Hmm. So Silva, if you're doing a mock today, who do you have at three? I mean, mock drafts are different because you're trying to actually get, you know, peg picks with with, uh, uh, players with teams. So I think I would actually be on Mac Jones 
but it's still you know i think things can change we're, we're, we're still we're still guessing at this point the thing is that so many insiders Schefter, mortensen jeremiah guys that know way more than us have made this connection between mac jones and the 49ers right. and and if you're if you're doing a projection right now i think you actually put mac jones on the 49ers at number three I think probably I, fair, although I think we should like hold off on the like killing the pick until the pick happens industry. It's like, well, <laughs> w- w- imagine the wasting of the time of the Mac Jones pick, like if they don't take Mac Jones, that it, it almost feels like people are already it's killing not wasted for if it. it. Let's see space, Greg. You know, that's, that's <laughs> part of this, too. Uh, you know, Chris Sims is another guy that they say very close relationship with Kyle Shanahan, and he's been pounding the table that that's where. Uh, Mac Jones is going. You just wonder what that all means. Same thing, you know. Uh, Although then wasn't Kyle Shanahan was asked about his relationship with Chris Sims, and then <laughs> I saw that Kyle Shanahan was like, "I haven't talked to that guy in years." <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I didn't even say yeah. that. I, he said, "He said I, I, I know that he he talks to everyone. That's why I don't tell him anything anymore." It wasn't right, something okay. more like that? Okay. Well, what all if right. if Maybe I tattooed like if I tattooed your initials, Evan, onto my body? Would that? Um, incline you to spend more time with me or less i mean that would just be really weird tesla you know i found it to be weird for chris sims to do that also so well he, you know. not like he just got a kyle shanahan tattoo it was like a group of four of them who all got each other so i like shanahan, the other version better yeah i like shanahan knowing less about the story body. yeah <laughs> uh finally in the news colt mccoy lands on his feet he signs a one-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals, most recently with the Giants. He's bounced around a lot. Uh, really, the best thing about Colt McCoy is uh, his connection to the Sessler family. Let's let's be honest with this, and it's the only reason we're talking about him right now. Well, right. And if you if for those that don't know, um, I, I Colt McCoy and his father wrote a dual biography about fatherhood and growing up, and it really affected me. And he was the Browns' quarterback at the time, and I kind of just liked. Colt McCoy's overall persona. I get that he's not, you know, devastating the world as a player, but um, <laughs> when it came time to name our second son, I really liked the idea of Colt Sessler because if Sessler is Strong. a last name where you've got to have a, you've got to be Strong. good with the first name. So he's Colton right now, but it would probably become Colt at some point. Anyways, um, the day he was born, literally on the day of the first round of the NFL draft back in 2012. So I name him Colt McCoy or called Sessler, and then at, at that night, the Browns select Brandon Whedon, like four or five hours after. So, it w- so it, you know, anyways, what I would say about Colt McCoy from the player side, he's suddenly 35 years old, and I, I think he's a survivor because he's not a starter, <clears throat> but he's been making that backup money and good money for a long time. It's not wound up being a bad career at all. And he had that game with Cleveland where he absolutely <laughs> devastated the New England Patriots and the whole team did. And it looked like Tom Brady was on psilocybin that day. He had a look, a thousand yard stare that I've never <laughs> seen from him ever again. So there are good we've memories. Heard, we've heard about that game many times on this podcast. That's true. <laughs> but that, no, it's, uh, it's, we've talked about it before. Sometimes all it takes is a good year or filling in as an injury replacement for a month. And you seem to just hang around. If uh, I think it helps if you're, if you have good relationships across the league, as I'm sure Colt McCoy does as well. Uh, that's what's happening in the news. Ricky, hit it. Great beards. We're gonna save the day.
bids Just give us one last say We're here today, gone tomorrow Will you watch or follow? Age don't mean I cannot play You will see me lead the way Gray beards never go away Gray beards never go away Evan Silva in the house <laughs> For the Gray Beards 2021 Are you ready? I wanted you to be on for that song. I needed you to be on for that song because I wanted you to get in the headspace. Did you just freestyle that? No, that's that was that was well written, uh, <laughs> written well over a year ago. Not well written, and uh, Ricky uh, Ricky did all the instrumentation on it. That's not true. <laughs> but wow. uh, I, I like um, I like to do that song because I feel like it gets us in the the space because these are players, the Graybeards who have something left to offer in the NFL. In fact, when this season is over, I believe it ends in mid-June, this upcoming season, um, <laughs> uh, you will see some of these players have an impact. Now, uh, Evan's helped us before. I reached out to Evan a couple of years back, maybe three years ago now. Maybe it was four. Time flies. And I said, Evan, I'm writing this piece for NFL.com. I was hoping I could uh, run it by you. I'll, I'll send you the list, my picks, and then you could like give me a blurb for each positional group, whether you think it's any good. What I didn't know at the time, because I had never worked with Evan, was how meticulous and how much work and effort he puts into everything he does. And I ended up putting the guy out in a big spot. I, I think he was, I, he ended up writing like half a byline story for someone else's website and didn't get paid <laughs> for it. Big mistake. And I apologize. So Evan, this year, obviously no written work for you, no assignment. Uh, I just wanted you to give me your thoughts as I workshop the 2021 Graybeards. Is that okay? And I apologize again for what happened a few years back. That was tough. Don't don't, don't apologize. I thought you wanted. I mean, when you say blurb, I think like Roto World blurb. You know, right? And yeah, that's what I had in mind. But yeah. I don't know. You, you're you're such a professional. It just it blew me away. Um, <laughs> All right. And now the second part of this, Greg. Before we dive in, you've held my feet to the fire. Greg, in past years, uh, because what I had done in the past is just built the best roster of remaining free agents. And uh, and that's a good way. In some ways, that that serves a better purpose as an article. Like, here's all the best guys left. But to truly be about the gray beards, to have that grizzled uh, beard, to to have the salt and pepper, you, ha- you have to actually be over the hill in NFL terms. So this year, for the first time ever, everyone is either 30 or above <laughs> or turns 30 at some point during the 2021 regular season. Uh, so that, that banged me in the biggest of all spots because uh, some players that are still out there right now who could contribute but are not yet 30 uh, include uh, James Conner, um, Demarcus Robinson, Adam Humphreys, uh, Willie Sneed, Jesse James, Trey Burton. None of these names jump out to you necessarily. I understand that. Nick Mullen. Like at three, at yeah. least like four of those are on teams by now too. So oh, Demarcus, Demarcus Robinson resigned with the Chiefs. Humphreys too. 
Washington, yeah. All right, good. Well, they're they're not thirty anyway. For for all intents and purposes, they don't exist in this exercise. But please, anybody that has signed, um, let me know. Uh, here we go. Let's dig into it, and I'll start a quarterback. And it's tough um, because uh, the bone has been picked here pretty clean, uh, and you do have some players out there. Like I don't even know if Teddy Bridgewater is thirty yet, uh, but but Teddy is attached to the Panthers still technically. So for the quarterback position, boys, I have to run back the Redskins uh, squad of yesteryear. I got Alex Smith as my starter, RG3 as the backup, uh, and uh, Geno Smith, Colt McCoy. Well, Colt McCoy now off the board. AJ McCarron, um, a couple options. So I I went with Smith and RG3. Uh, What are your your thoughts there? Well, I think if you're looking for leadership and – playoff experience you went with the wrong smith it's gino time give gino a franchise if ever is he 30 now it's finally time for gino to be leading a team at 30 you you give me the choice alex smith gino smith i'm taking gino the most predictable thing right there is that greg caped for gino again which he's been doing for a decade now When's the last time Gino didn't make the playoffs? It's like it was like you know he had to be stuck on an organization like the Jets to keep him out of the playoffs. Everywhere else he goes, they make it. If I need a guy to win a coin toss, Gino's there. But I just how often do you really need that, Mark? No, I I, every game, every game. That isn't even clearly a skill of his. That's that's just based on luck, and I find it absurd that Greg is still doing this. Um, in, in, this is a rare him. case. This is a rare case where I I actually have a point. I don't think Gino's any worse than these guys. I have, I think uh, I think you, he you might noted be a leadership team. as the first bullet point under on Gino Smith's <laughs> resume. So I the guy has a the guy has you know. a wired jaw for his exactly. lack of leadership. I mean, let's let's keep that in mind. When's the last time Gino Smith threw a pass that mattered? Uh, in, that, in that game against the Raiders, after uh, Ben McAdoo benched Eli Manning. And then I, I played uh, Geno Smith in DFS, <laughs> and that uh, that did not go well. No, played okay you, uh, though. RG three, you know RJ three. He was here's he hasn't thing. looked good. I really would take Geno and McCarron even maybe. RG three is, is finished. I felt bad when RG three tried to open it up uh, when he got some playing time last year, and and the legs were just like, nah, we're not we're not going to do this anymore. Let me pull RG three out. Should I throw Greg a bone? I almost don't want to because he's a little annoying about the Geno thing. But it also would know. mean a lot to him. I don't him. know. You've got a combustible group of people here that are at the end of their careers and probably slightly annoyed. You want Geno Smith running that show? Evan, break the deadlock. Geno Smith or AJ McCarron is back up. I'll go with Geno. I mean, right. AJ McCarron. <laughs> Good for you, Greg. Yeah. How about that? In a big spot. Yeah. Geno Smith if, is if, on the If team. you don't think he's going to be uh, subtly. Um, trying to take that job from Alex Smith for out from under him. Oh yeah. He's going to <laughs> Ricky. Can you confirm <laughs> with me that Geno Smith is uh, already 30 or turning 30 during the regular season? Thank you. Running back. Okay. There was a coach, you know, who, who made the news recently, who was, was, uh, was all on board trying to trade a couple of day two picks for uh, AJ McCarron. Not too long ago. Yes, there mm. was. That were it's good. Some some things don't work out for a great reason. Uh, yeah, Gino turns thirty on October tenth. Where does the time go? That's uh, my running... birthday. That's that's not good. <laughs> running that's back. That's also Brett Favre's birthday, but we'll leave it there. 
running back. Okay, so tough situation here. This team sucks. I gotta say, I'm, I, sometimes I feel good about the great. Last year, year you had great quarterbacks. All the you know for whatever yep. reason the quarterbacks didn't go off the market, and all the same guys, Cam and Jameis and Dalton, they all got signed quickly this time. This, yes, and I'll share at the end of this uh, segment what I believe the record to be, but you're gonna see it's not gonna be great. Anyway, running back, uh, not a lot of choices. Uh, I'll, I'll name some of them. Uh, that I believe are still on the open market. Adrian Peterson, Rex Burkhead, uh, Frank Gore, LaShawn McCoy, Dion Lewis. I'm going to go with Peterson and Dion Lewis. Peterson's ageless. He'll, he's your battering ram, uh, run up the middle. Maybe he gets another 700-yard season. And then Dion Lewis, I don't know what he's got left in the tank. Didn't do much with the Giants last year, but he could be my little change of pace guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, anybody uh, else uh, you guys see is a better fit? I wanted I wanted to get some uh, love in here for Cordero Patterson, uh, who remains unsigned. Interesting. And he's my kick returner. A spoiler alert. Right. But you want to put him in the backfield? Well, he's got to be your kick returner. But yeah, I want to I want to give him a full year as a tailback. <laughs> I remember watching him play at Tennessee, getting like carries from under center, and I mean he kind of looked like Adrian Peterson um, at times. He's like a you know a taller running back. Um, but I mean, you can use him. I mean, he, he fits perfectly with Alex Smith because Alex Smith loves to throw checkdowns to running backs. JD McKissick had games where he caught like 14 passes last year. You used Cordero Patterson as an in-space playmaker, and uh, you know, all of a sudden, like we're we're cooking with some gas here. Okay, Patterson, Patterson's the great, well, maybe the best special teamer of his era. And uh, every team he's on thinks they're going to suddenly figure out the way to unlock him as an offensive talent. We're 0 for 6, but like that, they always think they're going to, and it's always kind of fun to watch it. I'd put him and Gore in the same backfield. You oh, can't stop it. it. First <laughs> of all, there, there's no chance Deion Lewis is better at playing football right now than Frank Gore. I, I think if you asked any, any coaches, if you watched that tape last year, Deion Lewis oh, yeah. is done. Frank Gore was jumping off the screen last year. Gore, at least he can he can do his assignments. He can do it. I, and plus, you need some guys to sell the team. This team's going to stink anyways. He could be searching to get the, to be the number two rusher in NFL history. So at least that could sell some tickets. You, you I know. would. I would. If you bury Lashawn McCoy on your roster, you will win a championship. A, a lot of a lot of inconvenient truths there uh, spoken by Greg, who by the way did come up with the nickname for Frank Gore, inconvenient truth. He patented that back in the day. I thought well, it was Rich well, Eisen. Well, well built. No, no, no. That was that's that's a Greg thing. It it was a it was a Rich Eisen thing. I think. Uh, but then it? I just kept like repeating it over yeah, and over. Like yeah, he said it one just... time, and then it. Uh, yeah. Okay. I I, I, I got to give him credit. Greg, right. it, if you think that Frank Gore is an effective marketing tool to put meat in the seats, I, I just feel like you're too close. I mean, he, he's the only one that could be breaking some records. If nothing else, your slogan could be like. We may lose, but we have a lot of character. Alex Smith, Frank Gore, guys um, who are going to be great at the season ticket meet and greet. Uh, Mark, Adrian Peterson or Frank Gore on the roster? Adrian Peterson. Okay. Um, well, we, well could, we could also we could have Frank Gore as like our coach, too. I think he'd be a great coach. <laughs> yeah, do you, have a, you could have a practice yeah, squad. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. At, at least assistant head coach slash running backs, at very least. Um, all right. At fullback, I feel really good about this guy. Um, not a lot of options, unfortunately. And I think jo I can't put, uh, John Kuhn on it anymore. So I think, uh, Jamazi Owale uh, at fullback. I feel really good about, uh, entering his age 32 season. Um, you know, Dallas Cowboy, 
undrafted free agent 2012 played his college ball at north texas um good dude and i think he's my fullback the 2021 gray beards we're bringing the fullback back <laughs> that's your prerogative dan <laughs> all right moving right along i got john z sorry bro uh wide receiver i feel good about the wide receivers uh, this year we in 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 the past the wide receiver our big problem is we we struggle to to gain separation. I mean that's our thing, you know. But uh, and that's always <laughs> going to be a challenge in this exercise. But I do have somebody in there that can I think can help me out with that. Um, we'll start with Antonio Brown. That's a nice one to have there. Obviously locked and loaded. Um, and the Bucks. He's the one guy in the entire team the Bucks haven't brought back yet. Uh, so we'll see how. But once you're named to the Graybeards roster, you're there. You're set. Um, uh, just so everyone knows, I need a speedster. Marquise Goodwin. Just turned 30 years old. I know he's not uh, necessarily a complete receiver, but you send him deep. Just send him down the sideline. You can send him on the jet. And that's what his job is, to spread out the field, hopefully. And then um, then it gets a little tricky. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, reclamation project. All right, come on. Uh, join us. And then uh, if we're going to do some four wide receiver sets, uh, Larry Fitzgerald and Adam Humphreys are the two guys that I'm kind of going back and fourth on Larry Fitzgerald, just for leadership alone and, um, you know, just a living legend, Larry legend uh, of the NFL is my choice. Your thoughts, boys. Other th- other options, Golden Tate, uh, Danny Amendola. Yeah, I, again, Adam Humphreys is, is on a team. Uh, he's playing oh. for the Washington football team. Thank you. Um, yeah, how about uh, Josh Gordon? Oh, oh, I love it. Oh, I'm, no, I'm done with that. No, 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 no. no. Gotta, I, you know how many times team. he's been on the Graybeards? We, we, ver- like we need a vertical playmaker, man. We need a vertical playmaker so that we can, you know, set up all these uh, great underneath uh, kickouts to Larry Fitz and Golden Tate that, that are going to get, you know, on average gain three and a half yards. All right. So let's be fair here. And by the way, he turns 30 on April uh, 13th. So he does qualify. The version of Josh Gordon we saw in Seattle is that still a guy that's going to be taking tops off defenses and making big plays on this gotta ask team, the question. Got to ask the question. I mean, I don't think you're going to be running Cliff Kingsbury's offense with this cast of characters, but Josh Gordon will, <laughs> would help out this roster. Well, Patterson's got, you know, the position flexibility. You could get Gore in at running back, you know, move Patterson over to wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the Marquise Goodwin uh, signing because you got to think creatively in the marketing department for the Greybeard. It's an Olympic year. Uh, he was an Olympian. There's just something you can promote yeah. around that, I feel. If yeah, nothing okay. else, he can just like fresh, you know. Right. He can just run around the track or something, and you guys could do something with that. All right, Greg, Alshon Jeffrey or Josh Gordon? I guess I go Gordon. Yeah. I mean, you got to swing for the fences. The Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, um, <laughs> trying to catch passes from Alex Smith. What could go wrong? It would be perfect. All right. The tight ends, I'm feeling. <laughs> Feeling good about, um, in fact, they're two players that are always hurt, um, so I might need a few more of these. But uh, uh, Tyler Eifert and Jordan Reed, are those players still untouched? I believe they are. Now, two major injury dudes of the past, uh, but Tyler Eifert, Jordan Reed, uh, if I run some two tight end sets, maybe put them in bubble wrap, uh, maybe we can make some plays. (laughs) I mean, Jordan Reed has like... Jordan Reed had like three moments last year where you're like, eh, Jordan Reed, all right, and then and then he got hurt and he can't, took a while to come back, but he'll he'll give you those couple moments. So I, I dig that. 
Yeah, we're going to need to run like a four or five receiver spread here because we don't want these guys getting, too many <laughs> snaps, getting out there for too many snaps. I mean, you know, I maybe think it was okay too with Jacksonville. That, that, this might be your best position group, I think, relative yeah. to league average right now. The only problem is I think I have about 12 to 15 snaps per game for both of them. So <laughs> I need to be very smart how I deploy uh, these two guys. Um, all right. Are, can now, I ask like one yeah. like halftime question here? Are you... Who is the opponent? Like, who who are you? Are you playing another team of thirty and forty year old humans? Or, um, fair question, absolutely. But don't overthink it. I I, I okay. when I hypothetically then figure out how the team would do, view them as an expansion team that are on the twenty twenty one schedule. Um, but there is no other dimension. There's no hollow earth where they are a part of a different league. Um, offensive tackle, interesting here. You know, I could run back the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, bookends here. Mitchell Schwartz, uh, who's been one of the best right tackles in football, and he's not retired yet and hasn't made any announcement. So he's my right tackle, locked and loaded. Now, Eric Fisher, he could be on the left side, but I don't know about Eric Fisher. I was thinking Russell Okung. What do you think about that, Solo? Yeah, Russell Okung. Um, he could also really help us um, with our financial department because of um, <laughs> He, he's really smart in that aspect. Uh, I also wanted to throw out Ali Villanueva, former Army Ranger. Yep. Uh, he would bring okay. a, lot of, a lot of patriotism. He's just absolutely, absolute badass. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, at offensive tackle, we're, we, we've got some serious options here. Um, you know, some injuries to deal with. I mean, Eric Fisher is coming off the late season Achilles tear. Mitchell Schwartz coming off uh, back surgery. But, I mean, if we could get these guys, you know, in the rehab room and you oh, know, yeah. get, get, get them treated, we, we, we might even, even be able to stock some depth if we could put mm. stash some of these guys on the reserve pup like the Patriots have been doing yep. for years. Yeah, I, like I think that. you want to bring Schwartz in. You know, he did that book with his brother, Jeff Schwartz. Maybe they start, like, doing a podcast together. Jeff's been getting into the podcast, the media game. You're just not, you're not just hiring Mitchell. You're bringing in the whole Schwartz family. Yeah. And, and Mark, you should know, um, I'm going to need your help on this one. You're going to have to play the Turk. It's been a nice run for this gentleman on the gray beards, but Jason Peters, uh, I got to let him go. So you're going to have to let him know that he, no I longer have has to a tell home. him. Yes, please. Well, all right. Uh, fine. I've not been in, I, it's not been told to me how much money I make inside this organization to begin with, but that sounds like the, the least fun task anyone has on the interior. I got Austin, Austin reader, um, at center, he's in the pivot, Silva. That's a little football talk for you. Uh, and then I got uh, Lane Taylor at guard. Now, that guy was a week one starter for the Packers uh, before he hurt his knee. And then DJ Fluker, get that giant involved in the mix. Uh, what do you think about that? What do you think about the interior, boys? Well, Fluker is uh, beautiful. I love Fluker was a guest star on on a very funny Tyler Lockett video, you know, when he pretended to be Russell Wilson signing and Fluker played the role of Ciara. So he brings some, some joviality to the, yeah, joviality to the locker room. I like that. All right. Uh, Kicker Dan Bailey. Um, I know he's on the wrong side of things now, but uh, you know, he's been an accomplished guy in the league. Another one to kick the tires on. I'm just going to make a phone call. Silva Seabass. Kick the tires. See how big he is now. (laughs) <laughs> just actually i just want to see him i want to see where he's at uh physically right now his last season he so wanted to retire you could see it on his face <laughs> well he ended the season blowing a hamstring blowing a tire chasing down a, a run back that's a dark yeah. end of your career all right uh let's swing to the defense um 
This is the best part of the team, and it feels like it usually is. Uh, edge options. Melvin Ingram, Justin Houston, Olivier Vernon, Alden Ooh. Smith. Like them all. Can't believe can you have? There. Can you put them all on your team? Four? Uh, I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, why not? A little depth. Let's do that. That's, that's a good group. What I got about a guy like Ryan Kerrigan? Is he he's still sitting out? He's there. An he's still out there too. But I, I went with these four. I mean, you could potentially put Kerrigan in there if you want. Interior D line: Daquan Jones, Geno Atkins, Kwan Short, Snacks Harrison. I always throw in one X Jet that I just like, and uh, I know I don't know if he could play the guitar anymore, but Snacks was a great disruptor in the middle uh, in his heyday. Yeah, we got I mean, we got a lot of depth here. We could run a NASCAR package. Daquan Jones is a good player. I'm surprised he's still unsigned. He's solid. Um, full disclosure, I didn't really break down like how we're going to play things at linebacker, but uh, KJ Wright at off-ball linebacker. You got Josh oh, yeah. Bynes in the mix, LJ Fort, and then uh, an old uh, warhorse, Sean Lee, was somebody I had in mind. Your thoughts? I like this defense. Is Sean Lee a free agent? I forgot about that. You're I think right. He is. I believe yeah. He is. Um, uh, Alden Smith is also a free agent, right? Yeah, I had he, him. He put him I, at okay, okay, okay. Yep. And you're Corner looking back. to win games like nine to seven. Cornerback. Now, this has also been wide receiver. Same thing. We struggle to get separation. Cornerback. Usually, we have a lot of concerns about uh, keeping up with speed <laughs> receivers. The idea of seeing Tyrock Tyreek Hill on the other side of the field that's that's a nightmare for the team. Or really anybody that can run like a four seven forty. All right, uh, Richard Sherman. Nice. Oh I like yeah. That. Locked and loaded. Welcome to the Greybeards. It's been a long time coming. Casey Hayward, um, AJ Boye, Josh Norman, Quentin Dunbar. Now, you say Quentin Dunbar may be a character concern. He's had some issues off the field. That's why Larry Fitzgerald's here. <laughs> He's just going <laughs> to fix him? Uh... No, no, no. <laughs> How do you like that? Oh, and I got Brian Poole maybe in the slot. Yep. Uh, how about Jason McCordy's out there? I mean, uh, I would maybe take him over. Uh, who was after Sherman? There were some. Uh, Casey Hayward, A.J. Boye, Josh Norman. Yeah, I. that's too much. I don't like no Norman and Sherman on the same team. They like sort of. Yeah, they well, they filled the same sort of uh, yeah. role at one point in the in the 2010s. I, I want Sherman to be kind of the, the boss of this room. McCordy, you get the the McCordy twins Twitter, you know, handle that they share. I don't know how that works, you know, when they're on different teams, but I'd go for that. Very cool. Um, <laughs> safety. All right, this, I'm going to have Kenny Vaccaro in the box. I like I like his abilities there. Free safety. Listen, I'm going to get a center fielder and I'm going to get the prototype. A year away from the game, maybe he's been humbled. Maybe he's making some better <laughs> decisions in his life. Hopefully he's stayed in shape. Earl Thomas, welcome back. You're a great beer. Yeah. We've got half yeah. the Legion of Boom here. This is this is promising yeah. Ooh, from a marketing good. angle. That's true. I didn't even think of that. To get Sherman and Thomas back together. We can see if what Cam Chancellor's up to, if his next healed can come back. Brandon Browner? I, no, I Brandon think he Browner. gets off the field. There's only so much Lyra Fitzgerald can do. I think Browner's unavailable right now. <laughs> Um, I, you know, you do have a lot going on though, just with personalities, you know, I know this individual does have a job, so I don't know if he qualifies. He is over 40 though. Any thoughts of bringing in Jack Easterby as a character coach to kind of keep this oh te God. team online, you know, so that's a great thought. You, you need, you so. need some, like a moral compass. So. Gonna have to, um, draw the line there. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, we mentioned that Corderell uh, will be my kick and punt returner, and the punter, like this, this is great, fell into my lap a little bit, Thomas Morstead. Great Perfect. run in New Orleans, and uh, he needs a fresh start. Well, that's what the Greybeards are all about. Now, that's the team. Um, head coach, well, defensive coordinator, Wade Phillips. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, offensive coordinator, um, <laughs> who was in Miami last year? Uh, Chan Gailey. Dick Gailey, you know, in Chan there. there forced him to retire it was a little confusing there i w- wasn't sure if that was a firing or not but yeah wayne uh and of course head coach is wayne fonts <laughs> well, how old is wade fonts right now is it <laughs> and uh their record again uh, higher degree of difficulty here um and i want to hear your guys' thoughts on this too uh losing anybody that's you know below 30 I just think the offense, we're going to really struggle to score points. And I think the defense is going to keep us in some games, uh, but also it's an older defense. So you worry about injury issues. Uh, it's, it's a three and 13 team this year. I got to, that. I mean, I got to be honest. What do you guys think? I mean, Ooh. they could, they could definitely beat the Texans. Okay. Hopefully they're on the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go one in 15. I think. Wait, oh uh, wait, wait, wait! It's a it's seventeen game season. Excuse me. Oh, one and sixteen. Four and thirteen, baby. Let's fly. <laughs> I'm going one and sixteen. I think Alex Smith um, gets a huge upset in like week fifteen against a competitive team, you know, and they celebrate like it's the Super Bowl, and the game winning play is called by and executed by uh, assistant head coach slash running back coach slash player Frank Gore jumps in over jumps in over the goal line <laughs> love it i am smelling oh and 17 <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no we're we're in that territory you think you, you don't I mean, think that would make one historically dub? relevant so. you think we can't get to club dub just once i think no. fo- fonts and uh you put fonts and and wade phillips me, together i think you're gonna win a lot of games wade fonts by the way you look back he won he made the playoffs like four out of his last five years he's 81 years old he, he looks pretty good in hindsight I'm not he's being flip here. Reg. I'm not being flip. I want to make sure he's alive. Please hold. He, I just checked this. He is. Yeah, no, I did too is, before. He is alive and he's 81, entering his 80, age 82 season. So, <laughs> well, that's like Pete Carroll's around there. He's chewing that gum. I would, I would have loved to hire Stadium. Steve Spurrier. I mean, what, what he did with the Orlando Apollos in, in the AFL and I, in the AAF, and I know you guys bash the AAF. You, you especially <laughs> Zeuser. Hated the AAF. Just I got after it. the AAF a little bit, and I apologize because uh, I know it meant it meant a lot to you. That it meant a lot to me. Yeah. Silva Silva stood up in a menacing way and and considered throwing a, a shrimp cocktail at Dan. In a, <laughs> in a... I think he was going to throw me through the plate glass lind- window of Saint Elmo. Asking <laughs> that, but you know what? Um, the AAF that was an incredible seven week run. That's. Um. Anyway, that's the gray. Those are the gray beards. Um, appreciate your help, uh, Evan and 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 Greg. Um, really good stuff. And Mark well, as well. I knew, of course. I knew mm-hmm. that's. I know. Wait, See, are we Evan, gonna... I was. Well, I was suggesting Evan that we should be getting bylines, shared bylines, or at least the thing at the bottom of a big article where it says, you know, X, Y, and Z also you contributed. Line. You want the tagline? So, so you have you decided you were going to announce at the end of the show yeah. if if any of us get mentioned. I'm going to say maybe next year, maybe next year. <laughs> you know these unpaid enough. these unpaid internships aren't as uh, 
aren't as Don't tell PC James as they that. used to be. Yeah. Um, all right. Evan, you've said it all. You'll never be a, you, there's a reason why you weren't a hit it and quit it guest. We've had hit it and quit it guests. We had one somewhat recently. Uh, you are not one of them. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. It's always, a, it's always a joy to talk some ball with you guys and I, you guys crack me up. So I appreciate I, it. I appreciate the established the run background that you made. Yeah. It's look at the glare. It's horrible. It looks terrible. It's yeah, a work but, in progress. It's yeah, a work got to frame it up a little bit. It was a good idea. You, you sent out for that. That was good. Everyone should check out uh established the run with with the uh, former roto world hosses adam levitan and evan silva all sorts of dfs stuff nba it's incredible it's site and it's if you stuff. if you stay on um like a hidden track on an old cd from the 90s silva will share his thoughts on roto world changing its name to nbc sports edge oh Just... don't get me started don't get me started <laughs> I don't know why not. Why not take the like most successful web property they've ever had and change the name to NBC Sports Edge? Uh, come on, come on. All right, there goes Evan, and make sure you check out Establish the Run. That's some of the best football writing you will find, and it will win you fantasy leagues as well, and DFS and all that other stuff. All right, um, we'll be back on Monday with another podcast. Friday, the network show is back. Check that out, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. And we will sign off. You know, we always get great submissions um, from the listeners, sometimes in written form, sometimes audio um, and song. Hugh O'Connor, one of our uh, fine listeners, beautiful song about our podcast and a tribute to Chris Wesson, which I gotta, I gotta tell you, the end of the song snuck up and bit me. Good job by Hugh. So check that out. Uh, till Monday, heed the call. It's been one week since the flagship show. Wrapping up the games and listening to Zolak. Five days since the Tuesday show. All of our league's news and see who wrote a banger. Three days since the preview pod. Mayhem with the locks and trying to work a snake draft. Yesterday I felt left alone. But in just a few hours my heroes will be with me. When they talk, what do you like best? Is it the Raven's Nest? Or when they just jest about some nonsense they just thought of? Ricky has to keep it real behind the scenes. And spin the wheel of teams. Figure out what that means. Sometimes you wonder she's not bored of when they bring on Connie Fox a tiny box to drop some sharks while she just rocks although she lost the rhythm of the odds and ends she's not the only one who brings the fun oh no you know they've got a ton of guys and girls to come and join our podcast friends can I help it if I think Mark's funny when he's sad trying hard not to get down when the brands are bad Dan's the kind of guy who laughs at his own bits can you really blame him I guess they are the greatest hits Greg has a tendency for locking up the favorites what's new is history like nobody else it's been one week of the off season seven long months before we're back to football five days of free agent shows Greg and Wes's list that always ends with Gino three days and they're back again filling up the time with truly crazy segments yesterday I just wrote this song but I'll be waiting next week to listen to my heroes we have to check in with the throne of sleaze that's why Greg takes his ease and Dan is never pleased unless there's trouble with the Patriots it's hard to talk about the team Dan Hansen likes the most Sam Donald's seeing ghosts they've got no call to boast but maybe Salah makes some favorites when we talk the Cleveland Browns Mark's also down no call to frown about the dark pound this year because they finally made the playoffs don't forget Rick Hollywood as if you could she's doing good at ATL and just as well with Emma on the broadcast can we help it if Chris Wessling is our hero he fought the big C tough he never showed us fear no he's the kind of guy who loses iPads in the bath gave us football takes that always made us think and laugh he's got a tendency of kicking as a cornhole and when he locked it up you're never in doubt it's been two months since we lost our friend I never met the guy but man you know we miss him show won't ever be the same the 
There'll always be a gap when Dan starts with what's up, boys. I say hey, Dan, every time. I'm thinking of the mailman wishing he was with you. Chris Wesslin, you'll always be our guy. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.